You are listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. My wife and my kids make fun of me all the time. Uh, we're in the car and I'll start singing and she wants to, my wife wants to correct me and say, well, that's not the right words to the song. And my kids make fun of me and the staff makes fun of me. And I've been trying to sing for about 38 years and I don't know the words to one song. And I always make up my own words. And Friday night I was standing there during worship and there was a man standing beside of me and I believe he's here this morning and I don't know his name and uh, he just started coming and after church uh, out in the foyer he came to me and he said you really blessed me tonight he said you reminded me during worship of my dad you just made up your own words as you went along (laughs) so uh, that's all right stand with me I know we've been standing for a little while but I've been standing too And uh, I'm looking forward to this morning. I want you to go with me to the book of Isaiah. Wow, what a good looking crowd today. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning, somebody say returning, and rest shall be saved. In returning, in quietness, somebody say quietness. And to my wife, that you spoke to me Wednesday night on the couch, and you had no idea what God had laid on my heart to preach today. And in confidence, we were watching Heartland, we're addicted. Yesterday, four hours. (laughs) But Wednesday night she was not here was the only night she was not able to be here. And I told her that I had told the church that I felt like I had a hole. If you were here, you remember me saying that. A few seconds went by and she paused the TV and she looked at me. And my wife, very seldom does she speak like this, but when she does, I listen I mean that. She's the one that looked at me years ago and said, Pastor Micah is our youth pastor. She looked at me Wednesday night after she paused the TV and she said, you've lost your confidence. She had no idea the scripture. This message had been prepared for a week. So let me start all over with it again. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning, and rest shall be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Your strength. And then it goes on, and and the writer says, and ye would not. Well, I'm not in the would not. I'm in the will do. Somebody say, I will do. Father, we bless you. Father, I pray that you just quiet my nerves, my my fears, my doubts, 
I pray, God, that you hide me in the cleft of the rock. I pray, God, you place me behind the cross. I pray, God, that you would anoint me today. God, that you would speak from the portals of glory through this vessel. I pray, God, that we would have a heart to hear. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. God, I pray, Lord, that you would move in such a way, God, that we would know we have been in your presence. I pray, God, where there's any lack of confidence in anyone in this building, insecurity, whatever it may be. Father, I pray in the name above every other name, the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, that you move up and down every aisle, God. That you heal every sickness, God. That you deliver everyone that is in bondage. God, we come today, God, to ask you to manifest yourself in your house with your people today. In Jesus' name, somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. You may be seated this morning. So what caused Isaiah to compose, to write these words? Let me give you a little bit of background and a little bit of history. The Assyrian army was the greatest force the world had ever seen, the known world at that time. And it seemed unstoppable. Have you ever felt like the enemy, the battle that you were in or are in just seems to be unstoppable. There was wars at this time and there was conflicts uh, everywhere and Judah was caught right in the middle. Is there anybody in the house could raise your hand and say, I've been there, I felt like there was a war all around me and I was caught right in the middle. If that's you today, you are in the right house uh, because the battle, the title of the message, the battle is the Lord. I said the battle belongs to the Lord. Let me say it one more time. Your battle is not your battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. Give him a hand and a shout of praise. Shoo. And on their southwestern flank, the Egyptian empire was threatening. To the northeast, uh, Sennacherib, I practiced that for days, Sennacherib uh, had his uh, cruel and evil eye upon him also. Very important, uh, Sennacherib did not realize how dangerous it was to attack the people of God. And not only did he not realize how dangerous it was to attack the people of God, but the people of God didn't realize how dangerous it was when the enemy would come. I just thought this morning I'd let you know that you've got an anointing on you. You've got the presence of God. And not only does the enemy not know that he should not touch you, but you don't know. So you need to know this morning that it is dangerous when the enemy shows up at your house to wage war against you, that it is dangerous 
and you need to speak to the devil and the enemy and say, you don't know who you are messing with. I'm not in this battle by myself. You don't know that the battle belongs to the Lord. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Woo! Based on, listen to me, Psalms 105 and 15. Touch not my anointed ones. Sometimes, you know, I brag on Cody because Cody, he don't talk back. He really don't. I can tell him to do about anything and say, okay. Sometimes we need to talk back. We need to talk back to the devil when he shows up and wages war against you. You need to look at him and say, hey, I'm not gonna stand here and take this nonsense. You need to quote Psalms 105 and 15, touch not my anointed ones. You need to tell the devil, I belong to the Lord. The battle is not mine. Don't lay your hands on me. Don't lay your hands on the wealth or the health of my family. You need to speak back to the devil. You need to draw a line in the sand. You need to serve him notice uh, that as for you and your house, you will serve the Lord. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Psalms 18 and three, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised so I shall be saved from my enemies. He's not only my salvation, he's not only my sustainer, but he's also my protector. Do you hear me? I feel like I had a hole and it's not completely closed over yet. Uh, And I was remembering back years ago, we would fill a 50 gallon barrel up uh, uh, with water and we would begin to shoot that barrel just for fun. And when a hole would go in it, man, that water would come out. How many's ever felt like you've been shot? Uh, Well, we just keep shooting that barrel. uh, And that's the way I think I have felt lately that I've been shot one after another, but the devil is a liar and I come to serve notice on him that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Somebody, anybody give him a hand clap. Woo! Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he needs to calm down before he has another stroke. Ain't happening. Based on God's covenants with Abraham and David, Judah was the world's true place where the God of eternity lived. You need to listen to this. Where God's presence literally dwelled in the form of the Shekinah glory. The Shekinah glory. Shekinah glory is a visible manifestation of God on earth. And I believe with everything in me, I witnessed it this week at Revival where God's Shekinah glory just came down from heaven and it dwelled amongst these people at this place and it changed people's lives. People were saved. People were healed. People were touched. Do you hear? If you're in that line, give God another hand clap and a shout of praise. The word Shekinah is a Hebrew name meaning dwelling or one who dwells. 
dwelling. I want him to dwell. I want to dwell in his presence at all times and I'm not saying you need to hear me, it's not an easy thing to accomplish because there is a world out there that tries to suck us away. But I'm telling you, we gotta resist and we gotta keep fighting, we gotta keep pressing on, we gotta have a desire to go deeper with God. I get sidetracked all the time, but I'm telling you, there is nothing better than the Lord God Almighty, he's been good me. He's been good to you. He don't need just our little bit of pity patter. He needs a remnant bunch that'll stand up and say, God, plug the hole that is in me. Fill me up till my cup runneth over. Give him a hand clap. Woo! Listen to me. This was a nation that I'm speaking about with a special covenant with God, a nation that had exceptional blessings. And we have access to exceptional blessings. Do you hear me? The Lord had promised to preserve and the Lord had promised to protect Israel. And America needs to hear that. In times of conflict and danger, the kings and the people of Judah were commanded to turn to the Lord and to trust him. The battle is the Lord's. So the same is true for God's children today. For those who know and love Jesus Christ, the Lord will give, he, and he gives you and I the same invitation to the rebellious of today that he extended to the rebellious citizens of Judah. And only the Lord, somebody say only the Lord, can meet the needs of human hearts. I opened up that scripture and I read about rest. I read about quietness and I read about confidence. Rest can only be found in Christ and Christ alone. Quietness can only be found in Christ and Christ alone. Confidence can only be found in Christ and Christ alone. Do you hear what I'm saying? He is the only answer, he's the only answer to the lack of purpose in our lives. He is the only answer to the lack of fulfillment in our lives. Now I'm preaching to myself. Ministry, ministry alone does not fulfill my life. And there's times that I look and I say, whoa, whoa, you're trying to lean on ministry more than you're leaning on God. Some of you are looking at me like, wow, I can't believe my pastor has those struggles. Some of you, let me tell you, your kids will not bring you fulfillment. You wanna lean on everything that your kids are involved in and it will not fulfill you, not alone. But if you get things in balance, you put things in order and you put God first, 
and then your kids, let me tell you something, you will have fulfillment. Some of you try to find fulfillment in your career, in your job. That is not there. It is in Christ and Christ alone. And I have been out of bounds more than once in my spiritual walk with God. And every once in a while, just like a car, you need a front end alignment. And I feel like I've been to the mechanic shop this week. Uh, they put me on the rack, they took the wheels off, they put them on the high speed balance, and I'm back in balance. I don't know about anybody else, but maybe you need to get to the mechanic. He alone, he alone is the cure for emptiness. Be honest with me, have you ever felt empty? Have you ever felt empty? Well, the rest of you then, you're just at the foot of the cross. Emptiness, he alone is the cure for loneliness. He alone is the cure for insecurity. And he alone is the cure for fear. And I'd written this down, and then this morning, when I was looking over my notes, this just came to me. He alone is the cure for emptiness. When you are empty, when you are empty, loneliness will show up because you're empty. There's a void and there's room and loneliness. And when you're empty, you don't want to be around the ones that are on fire for God. Why? Because it makes you feel uncomfortable, makes me feel uncomfortable. So when you are empty, loneliness will show up. And when you are empty and lonely, then insecurity will show up and you will lose your confidence. You need to hear what I'm saying. And then after that, fear will show up. Do you hear me? And there is only one way to plug that hole, and that is the presence of God. He alone. God makes our hearts to become restless. Now, I'm telling you my life. The last few weeks and months, my heart has been restless. I feel like I had been shot and had more than one hole. And it's my job to keep pouring, pouring out. But if I don't bring it in, sooner or later, I'm gonna run out. Do you hear what I'm saying? You keep pouring out and you, you don't bring in, sooner or later, you're gonna run out. We're under the blessings of the new covenant. Romans chapter eight, verse 31, what shall we say to the things, and that got in my spirit, and underlock to the things. If God be for us, who can be against us? God will complete his perfect plan and purpose if we stay with God. Do you hear me? Things, all through this journey of life, there's things that wanna grab a hold of you. Things that wanna take you away from God's house. Things that wanna take you away from your prayer time. Every time I get ready to get down and pray, my phone rings. There's always a thing. Verse 37 said, nay, and what? All these things. What's your thing? We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 57, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Things, even at death, Death can't separate us from God. The only thing worse than dying is dying without Jesus. Do you hear me? 
You know the Lord, it don't matter what comes your way. You are victorious no matter what because the battle belongs to the Lord and absent from the body is to be what? Present with the Lord. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. In the Old Testament, to run to a pagan nation seeking a military help to ward off an enemy was admission that God's word was not true, that they didn't trust God. It's no different today for you and I to look for advice anywhere else other than God. We are saying, God, your word is not true. Yet during the invasion, that's exactly what happened. They acted like virtual atheists uh, as though God was not a part of the equation or their situation at all. Instead of running to Facebook, instead of running to your neighbor, why don't we run to God Almighty and the Word of God every time the enemy shows up? Don't act like an atheist that don't have a God, that don't have a Word, that don't have an anointing. Reach down inside of what's been sowed into you day after day, year after year, and grab a hold of the unchanging word of God and proclaim the devil you are a liar. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. <laughs> Woo! God is good, is he not? Huh? Listen to me. Pastor Aaron, come. He's scared to death because he don't know what he's getting into. Just stand right there and look beautiful. <laughs> Looks like he's got a lot of work to do. I said I felt like I had a hole. Has anybody ever felt that way? Be honest with me. Be honest with me. Romans 15 and 13. Now the God of hope. Who's going to fill you? The God of hope. It says, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Walk with me here. You still looking pretty? I think everybody can see this. Can you see this? Huh? Talk to me now. And it's not completely full. I don't know. Visuals, I like visuals because they stick with people. And that's kind of like the way I had felt for some time, just not full. I'm just being honest with you, just not full. But when there's a hole in you, when there's a hole in you, sooner or later, that thing is going to run dry. And when that thing runs dry, thing, you and I, there's no anointing, there's no presence. And the enemy will come in like a flood. And the water represents the Holy Spirit. The container represents the inner man, the spirit man. And when that spirit man gets wounded and there's a hole in that spirit man, you have got to stop that thing or you'll be in trouble. What is that hole that is in you? Is it your career? Is it your hobby? 
What are you pursuing that is above God? God is a jealous God, is he not? It's what the word says. So once you get that thing plugged, then you're in the presence, it's not coming out because it's plugged. And I'll be honest, mine's not 100% plugged yet, but I'm on my way. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm on my way. So the container, you start to bring it back in through the presence of God, by listening to the worship music, by getting down on your knees, uh, by just uh, shouting unto the Lord, by reading word. The Bible said, iron sharpens iron. So you say, I'm coming more than just on Sunday morning. I watched a couple of our seniors that couldn't even hardly walk, and they almost crawled into this building this week, and when they left, they had a little step going on. Do you hear me? But the container, when you plug the hole, uh, you, what happens to the container? You're container becomes just a little bit bigger. And, and, and see, you begin to spiritually grow and, and things begin to just starting to rise. And, and you say, wow, man, I'm filled up. I can't take no more. Maybe you can't take no more, but how about the person sitting beside of you? Because once you get the hole plugged and you start filling back up, the next thing you know, what happens? Your container gets bigger and you start to overflow. How many needs an overflow anointing in this house? Anybody, would somebody say, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I need my life to change, I need my family saved, I need a healing, I need the presence of God. Oh, it don't stop there. Then you get a bigger container. And God said, I'm gonna pour it out. I'm gonna overflow in your life. And God, oh, somebody, somebody, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. God, I stand and I declare and decree we want an overflow anointing on our church. Don't get tired, don't get tired. Come on, don't get tired. Raise up a praise. Raise up a praise. Woo! Woo! I'm coming apart at the seams. Sit down. Let me have a drink. I'm talking water, it ain't vodka. I was so dry. Coming into this revival, I was so dry. Being honest, just being honest, just because I stand here don't mean I don't get shot at. Huh? The things mentioned cannot be possessed apart from God. Joy. You got joy? Joy is inner gladness. Joy is when all hell shows up and everything falls apart and you get a bad doctor's report. Joy, David, is when your brother has got COVID, but you still got joy. Joy, Patty, is when your mom's in the hospital right now, but you still got joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I didn't say there was no pain, 
But you still got the joy of the Lord. See, COVID didn't give you joy and COVID can't take it away. Do you hear me what I'm saying? Heart failure didn't give you your joy and heart failure can't take it away. It's an inner gladness. John 17 and 13. You read things and you underline them. You skip over them sometimes and then the Lord just brings this to your attention. John 17 and 13, and now come I to thee. And these things I speak in the world that you might have my joy. And I underline it. You don't want the joy that the world has. You don't want the joy that your neighbor's got. It don't come in the new SUV. It don't come in your son hitting a home run. The joy comes directly from the Lord God Almighty. He said, I want you to have my joy. He said that they might have my joy fulfilled in their lives. That's the joy. No man has peace apart from God. Listen, John 14 and 27, peace I leave with you. What? My peace. God never has a day without peace. He said, I want to give you my peace. I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I don't know about you, but I got hope. I said, I got hope. Does anybody in the room have any hope? Those without God have no hope. Do you hear what I'm saying? I don't know how people walk through what they walk through without the God of hope. And the God of hope will fill you up with all hope. If you believe it, give him another hand clap and a shout of praise. Ah, my, 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 my. They failed to rely on their Redeemer. Isaiah, he preached to them. And I can just almost see this preacher. Old school. <laughs> it was old school. It was old school. It was what we call rusty gum barrel straight. Isaiah preached when this diplomatic mission left for Egypt. This envoy was headed toward Egypt, hoping to secure military help in the face of a great Assyrian threat. Isaiah, probably standing there thinking, what is wrong with these rebellious people? Can I tell you, I've stood right here and looked back and thought to myself, what is wrong with these rebellious people? And there's been times that I've tried to go around the mountain, not very often. <laughs> Usually I try to tell it just like it is. Isaiah probably watched this convoy and he had something to say. And the opening word of his message got a hold of me. In Isaiah 30 and 1, can you stand with me? Can you stand? About 10 minutes, I promise you. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, that don't mean nothing. Isaiah 31 tells us how the man of God felt about this mission. In verse 1, he started off with one word. He said, whoa! And I pray somebody get a whoa, a whoa check in your spirit. He's talking to the people. He said, whoa to the rebellious children, my God. Saith the Lord, you take counsel, but not of me. He said, you'll take counsel, but not from the Lord. And the cover with a covering, you're headed down, you're looking for someone to cover you, and it's the wrong cover. 
We look for our 401k to cover us. We look for the success in our children's lives to cover us. He said, you ask all this, but you don't ask, not of my spirit. He said that they may add sin to sin. That's what, sin will take you further than you want to go. Cost you more than you want to pay, and it'll keep you longer than you want to stay. Sin will attract sin. That walk to go down into Egypt, and if not ask at my mouth, you're going to go to Egypt. Egypt symbolizes the world. You're going to go ask Egypt for help. And you've not even called upon my name? Huh? To strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust, listen to this. He said, you're going to trust in the shadow of Egypt? The shadow is not the real thing. What are you trusting in? What shadow are you trusting in? Are you trusting in your pastor? Are you trusting in your spouse? Let me tell you who will never let you down, who will never fail you, and that's God. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? Somebody say amen. amen. Listen to me. Isaiah went on to predict the failure of this mission. He predicts the outcome would be disastrous. And I'm telling you, if you're playing with fire, your outcome will become disastrous. Sooner or later, God will not be mocked. You hear me? I said, well, Pastor, we're just coming out of revival and we're all revived. I hope we are. But I got a ways to go. Huh? He goes on to speak. He said, the burdens of the beast of the south and to the land of trouble and anguish from whence come the young and the old lion, the viper and the fiery flying serpent. They will carry their riches upon their shoulders of young asses and their treasures upon the bunches of Camels. Now listen to what he says. To a people that shall not profit them. They would actually risk their lives to go on this journey through terrible terrain. To make a deal with a dealer that couldn't profit them. And I was praying about that. And I thought on this journey of life, we struggle with going to Egypt. Egypt symbolizes the world and sin. We want to fit in. We want our children to have the best. And just like they heaped all their wealth on these camels. I could go somewhere with where it said asses, but I won't. Because I don't want to get an email. I think you know what I'm talking about. We load all of our wealth. Now, let me back up. We load all of our credit cards up. Hmm. Yeah. And we go into the world to make an alliance with people that can't even profit us. We'll sow into the VFW, into the American Legion, into the Pop Warner, into this, into that, fishing, hunting, so everything we got through a journey in a world that won't profit us nothing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of that, but God is not a God that is not jealous. And he looks at that and says, what about me? What about me? 
Let me tell you something. 11 years old, worshiping because of a mom and dad that is a God chaser. And they take that girl, they used to, every week down to Morgantown for gymnastics. What it like every night of the week? You're still doing it? Jesus, help this young man. <laughs> we probably, if we had a calculator, couldn't calculate it. But let me tell you, they put God first in their lives. And we're that Olympic bar that may never come in gymnastics. There was a bar much higher set here today that was accomplished where an 11-year-old girl and her dad told me earlier, they'll find her with her Bible, with her notebook. She'll be reading. She'll be making notes. Can I tell you, we better watch going through the wilderness uh, to invest everything that we've got to a bunch of people that ain't going to profit us at all. But I tell you, in the family of God, when all hell burns your house down like it did over in Wall and the church showed up and said, here, what you've invested in us, we're gonna invest into you. When everything falls apart and you can't pay your bills, you know that God is your provider. Be careful where you are investing and where you are walking. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Shoo! Ho! Let me, verse eight. He said, now go, write it before them in a table. The Lord said, and note it in a book that it may be for the time to come forever and ever that this is a rebellious people, lying children. Churches can't handle that. Lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord. My, my, my. This charge to Isaiah was so strong, instructed by the Lord, he said, write it twice. Write it twice. Put it both on a tablet and put it on a scroll. It was to be a part of God's word forever, to be passed down from generation to generation. Are you passing it down to your children? Verse 10 would say to the seers, see not, to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth, smooth things, prophesy. Prophesy deceits. Don't tell me gun barrel straight. Tell me a poem, sing a song, let's go home. Tell me how I'm living, it's okay. Tell me, pastor, it's all right to shack up. Tell me, pastor, it's all right to get drunk. Tell me, pastor, it's all right to have same-sex marriage. Tell me it's okay to have an abortion. Tell me, tickle my ear. Tell me what I want to hear. Isaiah said, I ain't going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. Give God a hand. But the people of Judah from the king down had no time for it. They wasn't in the mood to hear the truth. How relevant to our culture today. I'm not lifting us or myself above anyone, but all across this nation, we got people in a pulpit telling everybody it's okay to do the things that I just mentioned. It's not what the Lord said. This is exactly what our secular society wants from preachers in a pulpit, tickle our ear. 
I'd rather the Lord tickle your toes with his stepping of conviction. They say, stop talking about what is right. Verse 12, wherefore thus saith the Holy One of Israel, because you despise these words and you trust in oppression and perverseness and stay thereon. You don't want to move. You want to stay right there. Therefore, this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall. Huh. Ready to fall. Swelling out in a high wall. Breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. I've watched people break and fall and shatter in an instant because they refuse to hear the word of God and the word speaking from the man of God. And he shall break it as the breaking of the potter's vessel. Bam! Thought I was going to, didn't you? And I planned on it, but I could just see a piece of this sticking out somebody's eye. Could you imagine? That's what happens to your life if you don't heed the word of God. Broken in pieces he shall not spare, so there shall not be found in the bursting of it a sherd to take fire from the heath. There won't be a piece big enough to reach into the fireplace and scoop the ashes out. He goes on to say there won't be a piece big enough to get to the cistern and scoop up some water and take a drink because you didn't listen. In other words, your ungodly, my ungodly lives, sooner or later, is going to bust. Said like a wall. You ever see a retaining wall where it's being pushed out? Sooner or later, that wall is going to explode just like that pottery when it hits the ground. Your ungodly lives, your ungodly strategies, I'm speaking about all of us, your ungodly philosophies, your ungodly lifestyle sooner or later collapse like a bulging wall. Don't allow it to happen. Can you begin to sing something, Pastor Kerry? And that brings us to the opening verse. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning, In returning, you shall find rest. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And then he said something. And ye would not. You would not. They would have been safe and secure from all alarm if they'd have listened. I will be safe and secure no matter what comes my way, if I only listen. Same with you and your family, if you will only listen. And a lot of you have been through some difficult and hard times. And those are not the times to turn away from God. Those are the times to get closer and ask God, if there is a hole in my inner man, whatever it may be, would you plug that hole with your presence, God, so I can be filled up and be overflowing. Every head bowed and every eye closed.
Isaiah 30 and 15, for thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One in Israel, in returning rest shall be saved. Is there any, anybody in the house this morning? You're saved. You know you're saved. But you need some rest. You feel like you've had a hole. You feel like you've been drained. Whatever's going on in your life, would you slip your hand up as high as you can? Be honest. You didn't come here today just for something to do. Be honest. Say, Pastor, I need filled up today. I need a touch from heaven. That's you, come. Three heads still bowed. You got your hand up in the air. Come, would you please? Listen to me, church. Without repentance, without repentance, there is no rest. There is no quietness. There is no trust. There is no confidence. There is no strength. Psalms 55 and 22 said, Cast thy burden upon the Lord. He shall sustain thee, and he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. You can plug that hole today that is in your life. You can plug that hole today. Pastor Aaron, come down here. Come down here. Some of the prayer intercessors, come forward. Begin to pray with people. Isaiah 26 and 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. The battle is not yours. Your sickness, your marriage problem, your finance problem, cast it to the Lord. The last scripture I have in Jeremiah 6 and 16, ask for the ancient paths. Ask the good way where the good way is and then walk in it and you will find rest for your soul. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, is there one today that would say, Pastor, I am not ready to meet the Lord. If something happened to me today, I am not in a position to know that I know that I know that I'm right with God. You've never made that commitment to God. You know about Him, but you don't know Him. I'm talking about a true commitment that says, Lord Jesus, from this day forward, I will do everything that I can to learn and to live for you. And I'm not going to come to you, but if you're here today, slip your hand up real high. If you'd like to ask Jesus Christ into your life, slip your hand up real high. Slip your hand up real high. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? We're going to tarry for just a moment. We're going to tarry. And I'm going to ask you this morning, raise your head, open up your eyes. If you need a touch, if you need a special touch, why don't you come right here and let me pray for you. I'm telling you, pride, pride to keep you right where you're at. You need a special touch. You need a miracle of God. I'm asking you to come right here, right here. Step out and say, I need a touch. I need a touch. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast.